I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, I chat to Pamela Walsh. Pamela is a qualified accountant with over 17 years experience and is the owner of Monarch Business Solutions. Her work focuses on empowering small businesses to work smarter, not harder, to run and grow their business sustainably. Much of her work focuses on helping businesses to build efficiencies into their work to strive for a better work-life balance. During our chat, we discuss Pamela's own experience of burnout and anxiety and how she helps business people to design their work life to be sustainable, balanced and in line with their needs and wants. Pamela, you are most welcome to the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here, Sandra. Um, and I know this is your first podcast, so <laughs> welcome to the world of podcasting. Um, just for our listeners who are not familiar with yourself, um, could you give us a brief introduction as to who you are and what you're all about? My brief introduction. So I'm Pamela Walsh. I am the owner of Monarch Business Solutions. I'm mom of Shay, a crazy three-year-old little girl. Um, my husband is Dave, who runs Martins all over the world. And I just I think he's trying to run away from me, but he keeps coming back. <laughs> so I'm an accountant by trade um, and I am a business consultant slash kind of mentor. Somebody told me this morning that I was a strategic solutions consultant and I like that phrase I might start using that but um what my business is is I try to make business easy straightforward and take the stress out of business for business owners so I want to help them focus on what they provide and sell it and everything else in the background I want to streamline and just make as easy as possible so they have a better work-life balance Fantastic. And that definitely comes across in your content on Instagram in particular. And I suppose you really focus on getting that work-life balance and bringing in that efficiency into business so that you do have time for all of the rest of life outside of business. And why is that so important to you in terms of having that balance and I suppose looking after your mental well-being and also promoting that for other business owners as well? Well, for me, well, firstly, I love like I love a problem in in business. I don't want a problem to be my problem, but I love a problem. I love like solving a problem. I love a puzzle. And that's how I look at problems. Like give me a roadblock, a bottleneck, and I'll find a way around it. I've just a unique way of seeing things. I always just look at things from different viewpoints. And um, I love solving a problem. There's nothing that gives me a bigger buzz than like finding a fix for something that just seems unsolvable. But um, for me, I uh, suffered burnout. Um, It was January 2021. I had my little girl in 2019 and she had very bad reflux. So she'd like, we'll say a very colicky baby. And, you know, the general doctors were kind of, she's just upset, you know, but like when babies cry for seven, eight hours a day screaming, um, that's not upset. And I was at home with her for eight, six months before COVID hit. Um, it was just in the all day long she was crying constantly no sleep um so I went through that and then COVID hit so I was very anxious when COVID hit anyway and um then I thought the world was going to end you know like and I think a lot of like new moms were like that during COVID it's like we have we had new tiny babies at home what were we going to do 
Um, I started having panic attacks. I remember a couple of weeks into the first lockdown, one night I was at home and like my whole body broke out and like these kind of welts. It was like an anxiety attack because I was just so panicked about everything that was going on in the news and what was going to happen my little girl and she was on medication at the time and I remember there was like um problems getting medications and that remember you know and baby formula started running low and the whole lot but it was just a very stressful time um I was like totally totally up to 90 but I'm great at compartmentalizing so I had my panic attacks and I had to go back to work in September and I was like right I just need to get on with it now so I swallowed it all down and put her into crash and just power through but as I learned you just can't keep powering through it all catches up with you eventually so I found myself I went back to work and um, as most mothers that go back to work I went from going from a four-day week I asked for a lower day you know our lower weeks so I'm back in a um went from a five-day week to a four-day week but it was more given the opportunity to work my five days in four days you know yeah um and I found myself so I was an accountant um a commercial accountant for the business and I was also running two departments one that I had built from the ground up and I was in the process of hiring and putting in processes and developing the whole business but I was like still really really stressed out from like we were still in covid my little girl was constantly getting sick in in crash so she'd be home for the day and i'd be working from home with her and then working till 11 o'clock at night continuously you know they say sleep when the baby sleeps and all that but i was just working all hours trying to keep up um and i really really struggled with it and i just suffered massive burnout and i didn't realize what burnout was until like when small normal things in your life like you can't find your jacket or your car keys make you cry because it's just that little thing too much that you can't handle on top of everything that was kind of where I got to so my it seemed very similar to your story Sandra I went and I got um talk therapy through and it was CBT that I got as well and I'm absolute massive advocate for it because it just works for how I think um it's real like problem solving and giving you the tools to figure it out yourself so you're not constantly having to stay in therapy forever but um I started that in February 2021 and I I think I finished it was around September 2021 I went for nine months um it was weekly for a good while and then we kind of went to monthly and just kind of phased it out and now I still go back every so often like I might kind of go back once a month for a while if I'm kind of setting up a business or (laughs) you know things like this like just life gets busy so I kind of keep an eye on myself and I know I need to go back there now and do that again but um, CBT taught me about me I didn't realize I was a very anxious person I thought I was just a really hard worker and you know (laughs) I'm just a great worker I never take days off sick I'm a great worker I for my entire pregnancy I didn't take one sick day I worked late every day you know I'm Mm. such a good worker but that's that's not a great worker you're just an anxious person and I didn't realize that until it kind of got too far for me but um it taught me what my triggers are and it taught me to kind of come back into my body and understand how it feels when I'm getting anxious um but I didn't realize I had just lived in a state of um, fight or flight for so long that I didn't know what it was like to not feel like that anymore. That was kind of my baseline, always a little bit 
amped up, you know, ready for the next thing to happen. And that's just how I felt constantly. So through CBT over the few months, because she helped me kind of come back down from that and regulate myself and just feel like a normal person again, not that like you're waiting for the world to end or, you know, another pandemic or to run out of uh, baby formula, these things, you know, um, and it, it took me a long time, but now I, I feel it in my body again. I can kind of tell, oh, something's going on. Oh, my, my nervous system is starting to come up again. What's causing this? Um, and I didn't know that for a very long time because I was just constantly in that state. Like, Yeah, and I suppose you touched on something there um, at the start of what you were saying. And, you know, you can only bottle something for so long and until the bottle overflows. Yeah, and that's what that's what will happen eventually. Um, like you could push it down and push it down and push it down until, unfortunately, it will come out in some way, shape, or form. For you, it was burnout. Um, and I suppose that's um that's a key thing for a lot of people is to recognize that actually by just pushing it down, you're not actually helping yourself at all. You're kind of you're delaying the you know you're delaying dealing with these issues and I think actually what you're doing by helping other business people with you know I suppose getting that balance there as well is you're allowing them to live kind of more so in that present day and have that work-life balance and exactly because things need to be sustained streamlining and the efficiency and all the rest I'll deal with that tomorrow I'll deal with that tomorrow Absolutely. Because um, I suppose that's it's a big thing in business as well is to um, try and deal with, you know, everything all at once, be all things to all people. And you can't be all things to all people. You can't do all the things at the same time because like like you're saying, like that's not efficient. It's not productive either because you can't be productive if you're trying to be all things to all people because, you know, there were only so so much you can do with you know your two hands exactly and i think i think the fact that you are helping other people it'll be of great benefit um with their mental well-being actually as well as in their work life because it shows that you know the real i think definition of productivity is having results but not just in the terms of work yeah having having you know results in terms of your life that you're living you know a productive life yeah because like I've I mean even I had a client uh, earlier I was speaking to him and he's really really busy like he and but I was you know I was asking you know I'm doing a bit of work for him but I was like are you okay like I know you're really busy and he's like look I asked for this you know it's okay Uh, I, I suppose I did ask for this but you have to mind ourselves like as business owners I mean you're I saw like and I, I did a post about it today like the chief everything officer and that's what you are the CEO is just the chief everything officer and but we can't be everything and I'm I think especially as women like when we have kids as well like when <laughs> I remember there was a, a thing just in the world of like oh you can be everything you can have everything you can do everything you can't you really can't and if you have kids you really really can't like you can do anything at all but you just can't do it all at the same time you know something has to give and if it doesn't you will 
Um, and I just find if if you don't deal with things, it comes out at the most unopportune moment, cause, but it will come out and it will come out when you really don't need it to. But that's when you'll break. Um, so you need to kind of leave the steam out of the pot every so often in some way, shape or form, or you will just melt down and you'll be no good to anybody then at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and what's that saying? Um, you know, there's nothing worse than a busy fool and <laughs> busyness for the sake of busyness isn't, yeah. isn't productive at all. You know, no, not at all. And I think we're like, I know me and Aaron, like a lot of people in my age group, it's like they just being productive gives us our value knowing we're doing something. And when you come out of nine to five and into running your own business, like I find it myself, like I'm still in the mindset of like, I sit at my desk at like half eight, Shay goes off to crash and I'm sat at my desk and I'm here still at five o'clock. I forget that sometimes I can just get up and go for a walk or do whatever. Um, but I love what I do and that helps it really does but we kind of we have to get out of that hole oh you know I have to be sitting at my desk it's 40 hours a week all the time like it was Henry Ford invented the 40 hour week Um, but he invented it for men on the production line on the basis that they had a woman at home minding the kids and running the house the 40 hour week was never meant for two people with a house and with a family and with kids it's just not realistic or sustainable like yeah and I speak to Tara Zanger in episode three about the definition of success and that success um the definition by which we have been brought up is so old-fashioned and it comes from a completely different generation to mm. our own because it is based on that completely different societal norm like back then it was the breadwinner went and you know they were the ones who earned the money and they brought the the money home and then there was somebody at home minding the children and cooking the dinners and all the exactly. rest of it. and success nowadays doesn't need to look like that it no. can be different and success to me is probably different to what it looks like to you and likewise productivity for me is probably different to what it looks like to you because we have different businesses we have different needs and our family has different needs content especially is that it shows that like it's okay to go at your own pace and to you know do things to suit your own business yeah because you know you don't have to fall within this kind of very structured idea of what a business person looks like or what a business should would look like or that sort of thing and like that then can have the knock-on effect of like oh comparison because oh they're doing that I should be doing that yeah I I fell into that trap a lot recently actually and I kind of tried to try to replace should with could because it's an option like instead Mm -hmm. of like I should it's I could do it you know is it right for me though um because it's and I, I see a lot of you know especially in the online space it's I created this profitable business. I'm going to teach you exact follow my steps and you can do the same. And that's, it's never going to work like to the exact extent as it did for that person, because you're not the same person and your needs and wants and what powers you up and gives you energy is not the same thing. Um, Like as I had a client previously as well, he was like, um, you know, I know like I want to make more money. I want to be more profitable. I know you're just going to tell me to work more hours and do more of it. 
but I was like, I would never do that because that's not what you want. Like you want balance and you want, you know, if, if you're somebody who's like, oh, I want to work 50 hours a week. Great. I'll tell you what to do. That will get you more money. But if you don't want to work 50 hours a week, I'm never going to tell you to do that because you're not going to do it. It's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to last. So it always has to be in line with what you actually want. Like when I work with anybody, the first two questions I ask them is what's the vision? Like, where do we want to go? What are we planning to do? And what are your values? You know, what's important to you? Because whatever like plan I give you or whatever fixes I put into your company, they all have to be working towards your vision and they have to be in line with your values because otherwise it, there's just no point in doing it. Definitely. And the thing is, if you work that it's something that's against your vision or against your values, you're not going to be putting 100% into it. No. And also you're going to end up with resentment and you know, potentially actually it'll get on your mind so much that it could have a knock on effect on your mental health because you're pumping yourself into something that you don't believe in at all. Exactly. Yeah. Cause isn't it, it's like the, if you're doing something every day that you love, it's passion. But if you're doing something every day that you hate, that's stress, you know, mm-hmm. you can work a 50 hour week in something you love and it doesn't feel like work, but when you hate something, it's just stress. Like, yeah and the thing is all it will do is add to the stress because you will you when you grow to resent something everything will seem worse than what it may actually be in reality and it kind of has this snowball effect yeah and you know you kind of end up completely burnt out from work that you're not passionate about you're not you're not happy to be there you're not looking forward to work you have you know on Sunday evenings you have the fear of going into the office oh yeah like that's not like that's not good for yourself it's not good for your well-being it's not good for anyone around you and it's it's not actually it's not good for the work either because you're not going to be putting you know your whole self into it you're going to be doing the bare minimum to just get it done and get it out of get it out of your sight Exactly. And, P- and customers and clients, they feel that and they see, you know, you are not showing up fully. But I think as well, it's, it's, but when we're looking at things as well, we have to look at like, with the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds, I always think about like, what's the expectation here? Is it an internal expectation or an external one? Like, because I think we live a lot of, you know, oh, this person or this is expecting me to show up here and be like this and this is what I should be. But if they're not paying you or it's not a legal requirement, you always have a choice. Like there's always an option, I think. And sometimes they're not always options that we want to have, but we always have options. It's rare that you're really stuck in a corner with only one option. You know, there's always, and it's, I, and I've, I'm always like, step back from it. Let's see what we can do, what we can change. And sometimes we think we can change, but things, but we can, um, and just finding ways around it. And that's what I did with my own life. You know, when we were struggling with, you know, no childcare because she was constantly at home, and we were both out at work, and we kind of had to stand back and figure out like what's the actual real problem here, and keep asking why is this happening and why is that happening, and getting to the root cause. Because sometimes we think the problem is A, but if we keep asking why, we'll end up going actually the real problem is over here, and it's F. That's what we need to fix, and it will fix all these small problems. Um, but it's just the, the awareness of it, you know. 
yeah it yeah definitely awareness is, is definitely a good word and i think having the awareness as well to advocate for yourself to put up your hand and say this isn't working for me anymore yeah you need to do x y or z to improve this or change this or you know change the way we're, we're looking at this i think is a massive thing as well yeah definitely and like and saying no is huge and i know like I have problems. I'm teaching myself and I'm getting better with boundaries. But, you know, I know a lot of people, just the whole millennial generation and that we have problems with boundaries and we always do. We're massive people pleasers. So it's very hard to say no. But it's easy for me because it's easy for me to say that when like I am running my own business. So I can say no, I cannot take on clients. But when you're in a job and a nine to five and your boss gives you more work to do, how do you say no in that situation? And I, I've been there and I've seen that when you're just being given too much work to do and it's not sustainable and it's not feasible to do it in the allocated time that you have. And like what I've just done in those situations is I kind of just put it back on the manager, get them to manage it for you, go to them and say, these are the two deadlines that I have. They're conflicting. I only have four hours to do this work which would you like me to prioritize and get them to say the no for you? If you can't actually, if you don't have the, the authority to say it yourself, then you need to put it back on the client or your manager or whatever and say, this is the time that we have, which one gets prioritized. So the expectation isn't there for both anymore. It's let them decide which one is a no. If you can't do that yourself, like. Absolutely. And that, that is really advocating for yourself then as well. And looking after yourself by saying, look, I don't, have the capacity for both of these things you know yeah and then putting your hand up and saying that and then like you say getting having the decision made for you essentially yeah um and I think I think that's a that's really good advice actually because like you were saying our generation really is this generation of you know saying yes to everything people pleasing and perfectionism as well like I you know wanting to be all things to all people mm. it's something that seems to be like stilled in all of us that you know oh we I need to do this now and I need to do that for that other person and oh she asked for help so I'll help her and, and also you're not giving yourself the space to I suppose mind yourself in that as yeah. well um because you know there is that and I, I'm I'm desperate for it myself like that you know you want to help everyone else and you want to you know be kind and and compassionate and everything but sometimes by being you know overly kind or overly compassionate to everyone and saying yes to everyone you're not being very self-compassionate no and I think we all struggle with that with yeah and you can end up with this to-do list that's the length of your arm and you don't have enough hours in the day to get it done and then suddenly the stress kicks in of how am I going to get this done and or why did I say yes to that you know all this sort of thing and the that can kind of lead to your inner critic then so I think by actually learning to advocate for yourself and say look you know like you were saying I have these deadlines I, I can't possibly meet both of them what's the priority or I don't have the capacity for that right now or whatever it may be it's actually showing compassion compassion for yourself yeah and exactly. also it, it's actually being I suppose it's actually being more productive as well because a lot of the time I find anyway if I if my to-do list is way too long you can end up like scrambling for you know spending an hour going geez what am I going to do first <laughs> I know I, I know because I find that as well and like historically I've seen it on myself if the to-do li- if the to-do list is achievable I like work my ass off and get it done if it becomes unachievable 
I I kind of stop back. I'm like, I'm not even going to be able to do this. Like, why am I trying here? Like, it all needs to be achievable. And I think saying no is is a very hard thing to do. But mm. saying yes and being under pressure is also a very hard thing to do. So it's, you know, pick your heart. Which one is it? Um, because you're killing yourself in one and you're being really uncomfortable and pushing it back in somebody else with the other. But you can also change your mind as well. And I think we forget that it's either no or yes. But it, it, like if you said yes, I know it, it transpires, something else has happened. You can go back and say, actually, I can't do this anymore. It's not going to work. Because um, I think sometimes we think when we commit to something that that's it. We just have to do it no matter what happens, because the world will end if it's not us and the world will end if we don't do it. But I think, you know, if we can experiment and, and see what happens every so often, we'll see the world doesn't end, you know. I've seen definitely, you know, I'm in a similar line of business in the sense and the training point of view, I'm an accountant as well. And there can be kind of this feeling of, oh, it all has to get done today. Yeah, you like, can't oh, leave the office. On that to this has to be done by the, by, yeah, by the end of today. But actually, tomorrow is another day and we can just start again then. And the world won't end between now and nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, especially, especially I know that in finance, like I've done, you know, like you'd be working till midnight and then you're back in at your desk for eight in the morning. And I think burnout is very high in finance. Um, But like we're not saving lives. It's just numbers like tomorrow is another day. Nobody needs to get sick for this stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Like, but it, it, finance is what it is. And I can't see that changing anytime quickly. But um, it's we, we definitely need to get better about advocating for ourselves in that world. Definitely, you know and lowering the expectations of you know corporations thinking that you don't have a life just because you work for them as well absolutely and I suppose that brings me on to what do you do for yourself to mind your own mind when things get especially in times when things get very busy and you know there's life there's business there's everything else to manage you know what is it that you do to look after your yourself I will say, I mean, like I am like, I'm no professional at this. I struggle sometimes and I know what I need to do. And I have my list of things that I I go to, but I very regularly leave it, get to the point of I'm, I'm really sliding here. I'm slipping. I, and then I need to kind of jump into my little toolbox again. So in my basic, basic toolbox, like sleep. And like I have a three-year-old, sleep is not consistent. Um, we go through phases of really broken sleep and really bad sleep. But I know myself how much it affects me. Like the decisions I make, my reactions, how cranky I am. Like sleep really, really affects me if I'm losing a lot of sleep on a consistent basis. Um, and I saw this thing recently. I think it's a great idea. We actually tried it last week because we were knackered of like a sleep vacation. So it's like you can't you can't make your three year old sleep all night every night. It's just not going to happen. And like my one wakes at six o'clock in the morning and she's ready for old. But if you could pick a week out of every couple of months and just try and get as much sleep as possible and go to bed with them. And then like, you know, give yourself the opportunity to get 12 hours sleep and whatever you get in that for three or four nights, even just try and, you know, get more in every so often, because like 
I'm definitely guilty of opening back up the laptop. I have seven when she's in bed and I'm working till 11 o'clock. And sometimes I just have to do that. And that's just how life is. But I do try and get sleep where and when I can. Um, and if I'm feeling really, really bad and feeling really, really tired, I kind of go, right, I have to push out deadlines because I just need to sleep. Um, that I will always say is the main one. The other one is just moving my body. Like, if I can do anything in 15-minute increments, anything above that just feels like another task to put on my to-do list. And slight, even if it's 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, I could do, you know, something else. But if it's 15 minutes, whatever it is about that number, I can do it. So if it's like, and you don't always have to do the loop because I'm like, oh, but the loop will take me 25 minutes. And But I'm like, but you can walk for eight minutes, turn around and come back. You know, if if it's just 15 minutes, move your body like if you have a skipping rope if your kid is a trampoline if you want to dance in your kitchen just physically moving your body just releases so much endorphins that really helps um and like i am not fit and trim my husband is running marathons not me but like just going for a walk getting a bit of fresh air really really can help if you're like if i'm stressed out my husband's like will you just please go for a walk (laughs) he's handing me the dog's lead like get out of the house um if I'm and these are the things that like if I'm kind of feeling like I'm not myself and things are getting atop of me, if I can do those things, really, really helps. If I've gone past it, I haven't done the right things and I've exploded and I've lost my shit. Journaling really, really helps me. I used to do it more, and now I just kind of do it after I've had a meltdown or something's gone wrong. But I kind of just write out for myself like what happened, how did I feel, what did I do? Why did I react that way? Like, it's it's very rare that we explode and get really angry over the thing that's after happening. It's usually the, the 400 things before that, and this was just the last one. So when those things happen and I, like, freak out with my laptop or I want to, like, break my mouse, I'm then right questioning myself like what was it now that led to that and what can I do the next time to start to, to make it not get to that point you know um yeah. and breath work helps as well there's um I use the physiological sigh I my little girl does it now as well when she's getting really angry or like irritated I'm always asking her like what can you do instead of screaming at mommy and she's like I could take a big deep breath <laughs> it's like okay please stop screaming at me um, but the physiological side is the thing that kids do automatically to calm themselves down when they're coming out of like a tantrum or crying. Um, it's like, you know, two deep breaths and then one out. You'd hear it's like a little talk that they get. But um, we do it as kids to calm ourselves down and then we just kind of forget it as we get older. But if you're feeling really anxious or stressed out and if you do that a couple of times, it calms your body back down. It kind of reactivates is it your parasympathetic nervous system. I might be wrong now in that, but um, those breaths, they kind of just bring you back down. And if I can do that, I can get back into my body again and get out of my head a little bit. They're my kind of little tools. Fantastic. And I think that is so important, especially for people who are in business on their own, to have those tools to kind of get out of your head sometimes is really important because you can get so caught up in everything. And like what you were saying, being the chief everything officer, you have 50,000 balls in the air sometimes and it feels like it's it's just so overwhelming. But being able to kind of, Get out of your head into your body and just back into the, the 
the present and and I think it makes things so much clearer and um and I think you're definitely helping people do that um with all the streamlining and the efficiency and everything that you advocate for so thank you very much for joining me on the podcast no problem at all thanks for having me thank you for listening to this week's episode of the mind your mind podcast if you enjoyed this episode please like subscribe rate review or follow it really does help with getting the podcast out there you can follow us on instagram at mind your mind pod for extra content and some behind the scenes action talk to you next week and in the meantime don't forget to mind your mind